Do you have someone in your life that knows you better than you seem to know yourself? Do you have that person? Maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a best friend or a trusted mentor. Maybe it's your spouse. They probably know you pretty well. Um, maybe the things that they notice aren't the greatest things, but hallelujah, we're, we all have grace for each other, don't we? Uh, whoever it is, maybe this uh, person, you know that they will understand you. When you go to them, you go to them because you feel like you can trust them. They're a safe person. Now, by safe, I don't mean that they're always going to necessarily tell you what you want to hear, but I mean this person being safe, you know that they have your best interest at heart. You know that they know the deepest, most intimate things about you, and yet they still love you. This is the type of person you love to be around because you know you can be real with them. The type of person you go to for comfort and for advice. I think we can all say that we have somebody, somebody in our lives that holds a special place because of who they are, how they treat us. But while this person is a very wonderful person, you can trust them, they're not always perfect because they're human, right? They're not always perfect. Um, I, I, just my, uh, an example I can think of is my best friend in college counseled me to get to know another lady other than my wife before I started getting to know her. He said, no, you should get to know so-and-so. And later he repented um, greatly for this. He said, oh, that was the worst advice I could have ever given you. <laughs> but, but, you know, so sometimes it's not always perfect, but you know that they mean well. But what if there was somebody who always got you right? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying just 99.9%, but I'm saying 100%, no human flaw. What if they always knew what was best for you? And they were always there to lead you and help you with everything and just more than you could imagine. What if there was such a person? David had a person in his life that was such a person. He wrote a beautiful song. Psalm 139, that was about his omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, and perfectly holy friend. And this friend is our friend today, a friend that we can trust. Shall we turn again to this psalm? It's a beautiful psalm. And once again, you know not to close your Bibles when you've got me up here because you know I'm going to go back right where we were in the Scripture reading. Keep that Bible open. Psalm 139. This is a picture of some of the most, some of the richest and most amazing attributes of God. I'm just going to read through this psalm so we can get this, this whole picture here. David says, O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought from afar. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. 
I can't attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? I mean, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but it shine, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Oh, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men! For they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe them, those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. David says some extraordinary things about God in this psalm. Absolutely extraordinary. But sometimes, because maybe we've grown up knowing them or we've heard them so much that, oh, we just take them for granted. Oh, of course, I know about this. But we should not take these things as common. No, you see, David says that God knows everything about us. Now, everything means everything. That means the deepest, darkest places. And also those things, the, the most wonderful joys, the things that make you the happiest. God knows everything. He knows everything that we're doing, too. It's even if no human eyes may be upon us, the eyes of God are always there with us. He knows all of our thoughts, and he even anticipates our words. Amazing. God's presence is everywhere, David says. It doesn't matter if you go up into the heavens, the grave, the deepest parts of the sea. God is there. It doesn't matter if you seem to be utterly separated and forsaken from every human presence in the world. It doesn't matter how far in the wilderness you are, God is there. God is always there to lead us. He also says that God is all-powerful. 
all-powerful and that he created us as one of the the signs that he is all-powerful. He's the one who knit us in the womb. Now, because of our advancements in science, we say, oh, yes, it just happens. You know, it's the right things, you know, combine and you have a baby, right? Well, the Bible says that this is a miracle, a miracle of God's working. God is the one that knit you, dear brother and sister, in the womb. God had a special regard for you and still does. He made you. He knew us before even creating us. He knew all our days before they would come into existence. This is a wonderful paradox about God that somehow we choose the days, the things that we do, but yet he already knows what's going to happen. He knows the end from the beginning. What an amazing God. But something else, though, not only does he know, you see, you, you could you could say, well, he knows everything. He's just going to just going to hang out. He's not going to do anything. He's he's already got everybody filed away and everything. No, you see, he thinks about you all the time, too. Not only does he know the end from the beginning, but he's currently always having you in mind. But finally, God is perfectly holy. You see, David contrasts this perfectly holy God with the bloodthirsty people who are against God's ways. And David says, I'm on your side, God. I, you are perfectly holy. I don't want to be on the side of the bloodthirsty, and, and I will work for you. But then the final part is the part that I want us to zero in on right now. We have to know the rest to see how significant these last two verses are. We have to know that God knows everything, that his presence is everywhere, that he's all-powerful and our creator, and that he's perfectly holy for these to have the impact that they should. He shifts, and he has a little prayer for himself. He says, God, search my heart and know my anxieties. He wants God to examine what makes him tick. He wants God to see every little aspect of his being. Why? Because he wants God to see if there is any wickedness in him. And he wants God to find it. See, sometimes, I don't know about you, But the tendency is often if you do something wrong, you want to hide it. You want to cover it up. I don't want anybody to know. But David says, no, I want you to find anything in me that is wicked. And I want you to lead me in the right way because the right way is the way everlasting. This this is kind of important. If we didn't have these verses, the the ones right before it might be kind of rough because it, David has some pretty hard things to say about the bloodthirsty men, right? The bloodthirsty people. Even though David prays earlier for the destruction of God's wicked enemies, we know that God isn't a merciless God against wickedness because he's asking the same God. He's saying, destroy your enemies. He's saying, but please have mercy on my wickedness. God doesn't let anyone be abandoned whom whom he is whom is he doesn't let anyone be abandoned that is still reaching out to him the only people that are abandoned are the ones that persistently walk away from him but anyone who like david asks for god to search their heart and know everything about them will be led out of wickedness 
it is actually a promise, friends. Sometimes it seems like the wickedness is too heavy. Sometimes it seems like the things that so easily pull you down is impossible to overcome. But God will lead you in the way everlasting if you let him search you out. Our message from this psalm, from especially these two verses today, is will we be led by God? Will we be led by God? And why wouldn't we anyway? Because God is that special person. God is that special person in our lives that we can always trust, that we can always trust and is better than any earthly friend. Anyone that you think you can trust in this life pales in comparison with what God can do and with how he can be trusted. Because, once again, he perfectly knows everything about us. He has our best interest at heart. And always, he always knows what's best. Not only does he have the good intentions, but he always knows what's best. He's always with us. He's all-powerful and can do all things. And he's also perfectly good. Listen to this quote from the book Amazing Grace, page 196. It says, Ever remember that Jesus is your helper. No one understands as well as he your peculiarities of character. He is watching over you, and if you are willing to be guided by him, he will throw around you influences for good that will enable you to accomplish all his will for you. Will we be led by God? Because he promises that if you want to be led, he will lead you. It's not always the easiest thing, though, because if you ask, he's going to answer that prayer. And, uh, and it's, it's, it can be a little bit scary because when you ask God to search out your wickedness, he'll find it and he'll point out at least some part of it and he'll try to help you through it. And sometimes you won't even expect what you'll find. But uh, I, I had a, um, a teacher who told, told us uh, that he prays these verses that we're focusing on every morning. He prays them every single morning. And one morning, he went out for a walk after he prayed these verses. And he was going through his neighborhood just thinking about, you know, oh, God, lead me, and et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, it just came so strong to him. And the, the, the message was, you have been really hard on Stephen lately. And Stephen was his little son. He's like, you know, three years old or something like that. You have been really hard on Stephen lately. And he said, what? And, and, he, and he says, no, that's not. Is this you, Lord? And he kept getting that thought. You have been really hard on Stephen lately. And so he thought about it and he said, oh. And all of these memories came back with how he had been talking to his son, losing his temper, the things he would say. And so after he finished his walk, he got back to his home, and his little boy was up and about, and he said, Stephen, come here for a moment. Stephen came over, and he knelt down in front of the, him, and he said, Stephen, has Daddy been really hard on you lately? And he just kind of looked at him with this, what are you talking about? And then he said, oh, maybe that's not an expression he really gets yet. Stephen, has Daddy been mean to you lately? And Stephen went like, like this, <laughs> yes. And and so uh, what he did, Doug is his Doug is his name. Doug went down and 
and picked him up and held him and he said, I'm so sorry, Stephen. I, I don't want to be mean to you. Will you please forgive me? And Stephen nodded his head yes. And you see, that was such a very deep experience for him because sometimes we think of being led in the way everlasting. Uh, well, I, I believe this right thing or I do this right practice. And sometimes we forget that the way everlasting includes in a very special way how we interact with others around us because God is a God of relationships. The, the whole plan of salvation is based on a relationship with the Lord. It's not just a, uh, not just a legal transaction. It is based on a relationship. God cares about every aspect of our lives from the smallest matter to the biggest one. If you pray, search me, O God, search me, then he will. He will point it out. And even though you may not always like what you see, you will like the result in the end. Because if you accept what God shows you and you believe that he loves you and he has the perfect, uh, your perfect good in mind, then in the end, once you work through it, you will be a much happier and blessed person. Let us not have a narrow view of our condition. Let us, even if we have been in this fellowship for many years, maybe our whole lives, let us remember that we should often pray this prayer. We should often say, God, please search my heart, because family relations, emotional, mental health, many other things we usually forget, we need God to lead us in the way everlasting. And you have an opportunity today. You have an opportunity as we go to wash each other's feet. If, there, if the Lord says, you know what, you were a little bit hard on so-and-so, maybe you should go say, brother or sister, I need to wash your feet because, God, because God's been talking to my heart. Or maybe, maybe it's just doesn't have anything to do with anybody else, but God says, I need you to repent of this such and such thing. Take this opportunity. We can repent at all times, but this is a special time when the opportunity is given in the church, in the time in church to say, God, I repent of this thing that you are pointing out in my character. Lead me in the way everlasting. And if you do it, friends, if you do it, you will be far more blessed than you can imagine. Far more blessed. And so that is my call today. Will we be led by God? Will we listen to his voice? Will we give up whatever he points out and walk in the way everlasting? Amen. As we, uh, as we uh, break up here, you will have the opportunity to wash each other's feet, as I mentioned. Uh, right across the hall will be families. And then down the hall, and now I always get this mixed up. Somebody set me straight. Which side is the ladies and which side is the guys? Where's, my, where's Jonathan? Is he in here? Okay, left is ladies. Left is ladies. And down at the very end, and on the right is men, okay? And when you come back, we will have the, the communion here. Okay, so so go go ahead now. Feel free. Uh, excuse me. I need to pray, and then we'll we'll depart. Okay, Father in heaven, oh you are good. 
You know everything about us. You you are the most exalted being in the universe, and yet you want to help us. You are with us at all times. You think about us at all times, and you care enough. You care enough to answer the prayer, search my heart, O God. How much depth of love does that take? Because I'm just one among billions of people on this planet. And this planet is one of an innumerable amount of of worlds that perhaps you have created. Uh, Who knows how big your creation is, and still you can zero in on my heart and say, Scott, I need you to repent of this. And you can say that to each one of us. I pray, Lord God, that you will do that and that we will heed your voice. In Jesus' name, amen.